All right, hello, and welcome back to the Sticks Golf Roundtable. This week, we are introducing Dustin Groves. He is going to be our resident gambler of the group. So he's going to come in and give some picks each week during the tournament recap show. So be sure to look out for that soon. Um, yeah, so we're just going to introduce Dustin. He's going to tell you a little bit about himself. And there's a couple other things in this episode. Um, some interesting Curtis Strange stories that somehow just kind of got slipped in. And uh, yeah, and then a couple of picks looking forward to the U.S. Open. So I hope you guys enjoy. And before we get to that, a brief ad read from our title sponsor, Swing U. Swing U Premium, the world's most comprehensive golf game improvement app with the industry's easiest to use on-course GPS, scorecard, strokes gained, and stat features. With the world's easiest to use strokes gained stat system, you'll receive a relative handicap for driving, approach shots, chipping, pitching, bunker play, and putting. Whether you're on the course or at home, premium subscribers get anytime, anywhere access to Swing U's massive on-demand library of lessons and drills from world-class golf instructors. Join Swing U Premium today and start shooting lower scores. Now let's get to the pod. Welcome back to the Sticks Golf Roundtable. This week, we are introducing a new member to the Sticks crew, Dustin Groves. He is going to be our, I guess, in-house bookie. <laughs> say. I, I don't really know how I want to I word it, but uh, Dustin. No, I'm not accepting bets. I'm just yeah. giving bets, and then That's don't fine. match me if I lose, right? <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. That's fine. He, but, he, uh, it, part of his agreement is he only wants credit. He doesn't want blame. So. Right, right. I hey, by the way, on this podcast, I take every single bit of blame. That's just my job. So, but Dustin, I don't if you remember do, the bets I win, so it's fine. Dustin, if you could do uh, us a service and just kind of introduce yourself, talk about your life in golf and kind of where you've come from, that'd be awesome. Yeah, sure. Grew up in Virginia. That's how I know Rosie um, uh, from Charlottesville, Virginia, and played a bunch of junior golf with him and um, uh, went and played uh, golf at Wake Forest. Um, in 2004 to 2009, I was the same class as Webb Simpson. Um, so still good buddies with him. And that's kind of my main connection, I'd say to the tour. Um, but also, so, um, after school then played pro golf for, uh, about five years struggle, you know, ups and downs, just like every other guy chasing it. And, uh, went and then caddied for another three and a half years after that for another Wake Forest guy, Kyle Reifers. Um, so basically got to travel oh, for and like the Rife know, man, my dream. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, for, for, for my wife was in grad school and, uh, just, we were, we were, I had plenty of time to kind of do whatever. So anyway, ended up on the bag. We had really good first two weeks, like 10th and eighth in our first two events. I was like, man, this is easy. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, didn't turn out to be that easy, but anyway, uh, did it for three, like I had an absolute blast, you know, Hawaii, West coast swing, did them all Florida, carried a couple majors. So that was super fun. And, uh, then had kids moved back to Charlottesville, <laughs> turned, got my AM status back and, uh, kind of ran back into Rosie and yeah, I'm here. And now uh, you did a couple of fill-ins for some pretty high profile players as yeah, well. You uh, mentioned web. I know you. Carried short for Webb a few times. Yeah, short stint with Harris English and then also Webb as well. So, um, yeah. Is Harris English is skinny as he looks on TV. <laughs> uh, he's pretty, no, he, he's a big boy. He's about <laughs> six four and he, he's not skinny. Now, Will <laughs> Zalatoris, who, you know, I may or may not. Oh, pick Willie, I can't make a full footer with Zalatoris. <laughs> um, That's what he, I call him. Also a weight guy, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And we, had, we before, before we get into anything, I'd love to just throw this question out just to be kind of a dick. Yeah. But uh, if you could put some some weight on a Wake Forest alum coming out of the PJ Tour, do you put more weight on Will Zalatoris or Cameron Young coming out? Man, that's so hard to say. So I still am in touch with some of the caddies, um, some good friends and stuff. But uh, 
And one of them played with Cam Young maybe two or three weeks ago. Or it was before the PGA, before P, he sort of, you know, put his name out there for everybody to see. And he said, this guy is going to have a really long career on the PGA Tour. And that kind of like shot, you know, I was like, whoa, I hadn't heard that from anyone. Obviously, Zalatoris has had plenty of hype for the last 18 months or whatever. But Cam Young, you know, if I had, if I, you know, put yeah. me on the spot, I'll say Zalatoris. But Cam Young's got a, a ton of game, dude, ton of game. Yeah, so so Cam Young's actually a member of the club that I work at down in Florida. So I'm firsthand okay. get to kind of look at the work that he puts in. And again, I've never met Will, but all I know is he can't make a four footer. So, <laughs> I mean, it just, I mean, I'm full bore on Cameron Young. I mean, yeah, no, guy, I think Ryan's, you know, he hits a good, like, yeah, 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 yeah no, that, that's Zalator's slow mo stroke. That, that'll give you nightmares. So, anyway, it will. And what we were talking about the other the, a couple of weeks ago, Dustin, and I, I have some faith in Will. He's so talented. He's such a grinder. I feel like, you know, it doesn't mean he's going to be a, a shitty putter forever. Like he, he might, you know, we've seen guys really struggle with the yips and, and just terrible putting for years. And sometimes it sticks with them for life, but we also see some guys work their way out of it. So I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to be his identity forever. I hope not. Web, Web Simpson. Well, Webb Simpson, yeah. uh, by, by the way, yeah. whoever was not watching on YouTube, this is my dad is sitting very much right next to me, Jamie Crow. He's been a member of the pod for a little while now. So if you hear a an Australian accent coming, <laughs> that's who's talking. Yeah, no, but, he, but he's exactly right because Webb really struggled when yeah. the belly putter, and you know the famous story snapped it. You know he's got his belly putter snapped in his trophy case. It's pretty cool at home, which is pretty great. Um, like he, he when they when they officially banned it, he snapped it over his knee and put it in his trophy case. It's um, awesome. It took him, gosh, it took him, man, three to four years to really work his way out of it. I mean, Paul Tesori, his caddy, a friend of mine that I got to know, um, basically said, like, Webb, you know, I want you to talk to as many people as you possibly can, try everything, do everything, let's get it figured out. This isn't going to be a two month, five month turnaround. It's going to take some time to get used to a new putter. And um, that's what he did. I know. Tim Clark, I think, eventually was the guy that kind of like, you know, got him onto his grip and style and whatever. But I know he talked to Bernhard Longer. I know he talked to a bunch of different major champions and that kind of stuff to just pick their brain. And he he did his work, which was super cool to kind of see him come out of it and be what he has been in sort of the second half of his career. So yeah. well, it also awesome. it's kind of a it's a kind of a big, I don't know movement of guys that were with the belly putter have now all gone to the arm lock but now it's kind of in question if the arm lock's going to be allowed yeah yeah i'm, I'm uh, a there's little def- afraid rumors yeah yeah i'm, I'm a little afraid of some people like like one of my very good friends and friends of rosie mark lawrence who i absolutely love to death and yeah if i if if the arm lock is allowed to continue i think he makes to the pga tour and has an awesome career but if it doesn't and i don't think mark would you know kill me if i said this but it's gonna it's gonna take a tougher road it's gonna be a tougher road for some of those boys that have the struggle naturally putting for sure i'll I'll text i was actually that he you said he won't make it (laughs) uh no i've i've already said that to him very drunk multiple times i've already already, don't have you don't have to tell him that he already knows i I was actually oh god I was actually, I was arm locking it last year, all year. And then towards the end of the year, I started, it started not feeling any better than, uh uh-oh. Thought I lost internet for a second. We've had that issue before. Still got me, Tom. Before we we get super deep into this, what's everybody drinking tonight? Oh, okay. Rosie, what are you drinking? Oh, here we go. Strawberry ginger cider from Pine and Charlottesville. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I've got a little I've got a little vino because I had enough beers this weekend at the GOAT. And I'm actually gonna offer up a toast to Dustin for winning the GOAT with his partner, Dustin Hussey. Dustin Squared got it done. We were at a, a sort of an informal buddies trip tournament. Uh 28 guys, all scratch players, all great players, and and Dustin Squared got it done. So cheers to you, Gross. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, nice, nice. So, so uh, I actually have been waiting for a long time to do this, but I am officially drinking my favorite beer of all time. 
It is a very, very local beer to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It is a Snake River Brewing Paco's IPA. I don't think you can get it anywhere else besides Jackson or maybe Idaho or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's one of my favorites. And uh, and Dad would have showed a bottle of champagne, but he just no, killed. Full of uh, what? Chardonnay. A bottle of Chardonnay, but he just killed it. So now that's. <laughs> um, but so cheers, boys. Cheers. cheers. Enjoy it. Thanks for having me on, guys. This yeah, absolutely. Blast. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, speaking of the goat, um, Dustin, you know we had a great weekend up at Primlin. Trey was there. Uh, we actually got a great film coming out about the resort and the tournament. Um, so everybody keep a lookout for that. But what were your uh, thoughts of Primlin and your perspective on, on the trip? Yeah. So this is the third year of the goat. The previous two have been at uh, Bally hack um, right in Roanoke. Primlin's what maybe four or five miles south of that or something. Yeah. Um, more up in the mountains, obviously. Yeah. But, um, uh, and that's just like, it's i I'm sorry, but I'm just going to go out and say it. Like it's a tricked out, yeah it's such a tricked out golf course i mean like if you have if you play it for the first time and you're a true scratch golfer and you shoot a you shoot below 80 the first time i'll give you a handshake because that shit's fucking ridiculous I th- yeah, yeah i i agree but i i think it's really it's just it's the tee shots right like i actually think but you don't know where to hit it the first time no i understand no idea where to go I understand there's too many tee shots where the correct line is over trees. Like that's cool once maybe on a golf course, yeah. but four or five times out there, you're, you're aiming over trees versus down a fairway. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great but, for, a, for a team event like that yeah. because you know, if yeah, oftentimes guys do hit it out of play there, but that's why you have a partner, right? So. But Hey, on a positive note, it's a incredible it's it's an incredible place. The views I've never seen anything like those views in Virginia. Yeah. Um the fairways were lush. I mean beautiful bent grass. Right. Talking about the- now. Yeah. 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 Oh, were you talking about Ballyhack? No, well, I was talking about Ballyhack for a while, but oh okay. But I'm sorry. The, no, that it was a great place to have that team event where oh. you both hit it out of play. But yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to make make sure yep. that Yeah, you thank you. Yeah. So Primlin, I just think um it has a lot of positives. It did have some trick up T shot. But um the you know, the part threes are fantastic. A lot of them are just looking straight downhill. Um you get to see the ball kind of bounce and roll out off of the big slope. So I think Primlin is super fun. Um, like I was saying, you know, a couple tricked out T shots, but overall I think it's a, it's an awesome place. Yeah, it was wild. Like it was like uh, I couldn't say it better. It was beautiful, bent fairways, greens were pure, big slopes you could play the ball off of. I actually, in my group, a guy made a hole in one on Saturday afternoon. Oh, that's right. After a few transfusions, so uh, so think, so yeah. So everyone, get the yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So um. So get this. I'm playing with Trey. This is on Saturday. It's the second round, so everybody's already pretty loose. We had a best ball in the morning, and then the second 18 of the 36 whole day uh it was a two-man scramble so everybody's getting loose it's late in the day and uh we hear we hear what sounds like i'm with trey and two other guys and we hear what sounds like a hole in one roar um way out in the distance and we're like wow maybe somebody aced it or hold out on a par four or whatever well it turns out that was actually jimmy delp and some other guys screwing with the group behind them doing a fake out saying like what to the group dick. behind them what a dick <laughs> making a guy who hit it to three feet think, making a guy who hit it to three feet think he got a hole in one so that was a fake out well 20 minutes later there is no bones about it no doubt we are one group ahead of dustin and his group and we hear the loudest on course roar i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> and that was tell us about that dustin well it's just it's so quiet up in those mountains too like i was uh, so many times standing over tee shots i'm like man i just need a little bit of noise little squirrel to just do something but anyway um <laughs> but so the bear, cool. the bear running through number like, 12 didn't fucking help you out <laughs> <laughs> um but we were sort of talking about like the slopes you know using them and the guy hit like we'll, we'll just call it an above average shot okay but it landed <laughs> about 20 25 feet left of the pin hit this slope and just started rolling straight at it and the whole group with about five feet to go were like oh man and then <laughs> went off and you know 
like you said, we were pretty loose by that point. We were about 27 holes in. So uh, we had a very, very cool celebration. <laughs> some big hugs. Some, yeah, uh, yeah, some, yeah. yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. We were like, okay, now that was definitely a hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny. Well, it's funny because yeah. like, my only memories of, of that golf course uh, is I played a couple college events. Like Wake Forest actually used to have their college event there. And That's so right. we played it. So my freshman year at Tech, we played it and it got fogged out. And so we never ended up finishing the tournament. And the next year I go, we get two rounds in the final round. It's just like, it once again, gets completely fogged out. So I actually don't think I ever finished an actual college event there, but it's one of my favorite golf courses in Virginia. Like it's funny. Sure. It's funny you mentioned that because we had beautiful blue skies both days and someone uh, was mentioning one of the staff was talking about like, man, you guys really lucked out. Cause it's up here in these mountains, like it is really often very cloudy, very foggy. So man, we got lucky with, with two days of great weather. I also yeah. saw a little bit of a, a snippet of some poker that was being played. So who, blackjack. Uh, yeah. yeah it was yeah. a blackjack. So who, yeah. who was the big winner on blackjack and who was the house? I think the house was <laughs> the winner yeah, and the, and the yeah. house, and the house was thankfully the guy who got the hole in one. So he had some uh, money to spend in the bar that night, uh, which he very much needed because the transfusions were about $18 <laughs> in the pub at Primlet. That place is not inexpensive at all. No, it's very expensive. Not inexpensive. I got to say, too, super cool just being up that high. I mean, we I don't know how many black bear we saw, but yeah. I feel like every group saw at least a couple bear just – Trey, around, yeah, know. Trey, Trey, and I had two bear delays, as, as we call them now, where <laughs> yeah. we were riding up to the tee box, and all of a sudden, like one time, we were coming up to 18 t on um, the last uh, or the second round on the 36 hole day. I'm just hauling ass, like driving down the cart path, 20 yards from the 18th tee, and my partner Greg just like hits me on the arm and goes bear, and we just like come to a screeching halt, and I was like about to run into this bear. Um, <laughs> that's probably, that's. That's that's probably an exaggeration. That's like you know, but <laughs> but we were you know only about <laughs> we were probably twenty five feet from this big ass black bear. Jamie's back there laughing because he's like living up there in Jackson. He probably sees him in his backyard every day. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess we're well, talking to the right guys. Well, but it was cool to just feel yeah. like you're sort of up in the sticks and beautiful. Yeah, and then you know, and then so you know the bear would just kind of be messing around just hanging out around the tea box. It's like, what do you do? So we were just sitting in the cart drinking, watching the bear for like 10 minutes. <laughs> well, speaking of Jackson, before we get into, you know, the picks and you know, yada, yada, US Open. I would be, I would be remiss if we didn't talk, if Jamie and I didn't talk about the event that we played yesterday or two days ago, which we played in a golf tournament over the hill in Idaho called the big Lebowski. <laughs> and it is an absolute booze fest. And I'm already intrigued. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was fun. It was it was really fun. Um, I mean, you can probably speak to a little bit more of it, but it was uh, it's an event that's gone on for like 14, 15 years. I took some photos and some videos, so like a little, a very very small, maybe like an Instagram clip will come out very soon of some stuff that I shot. But it was uh, white Russians were free. Um, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was. Coors Light, $5. White Russell, free 99 Free 99 baby. But no, so... Yeah, guess who was sponsored by? White Russian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, so so we it was, it was, a, it was a two-man event. Best ball was a scramble. Um, really awesome golf course. If you go back to some six golf content from last year, we did a uh, an overview of that golf course. Uh, it's the Teton Reserve. But uh, we shot nine under. I think the winner shot 12. Yep. So we missed it by a couple, a couple of bad putts by JB. <laughs> but uh, but then afterwards we went out for the a little emergency nine, which was a eight man group scramble, and it was a uh, hundred and sixty to first place, and we won in a playoff. So we were uh, yeah, fantastic. We, hey, we two winners! Cheers. Yeah. Yeah, two winners. Come cheers on. to you guys. Excuse me. Who Not was the winning putt? And who hit the shot to hit the holding oh. putt? Yeah, correct. Thank petty, you very much. Petty, petty. But uh, but yeah, I, I we're all winners here on Six Golf Podcast. Well, not not me, but uh, I've got I've got our city championship this weekend in Richmond at my home course. So hopefully I can uh, 
join the winner's circle after this. Pressure's weekend. on, home course. <laughs> exactly. All right, I well, wanted it. I wanted it there in 2019 before I was a member. So uh, you know. Well, let's good, uh, good, let's get thoughts. into. Hey, last thought, real quick. I have to say a huge thank you to Justin Young, Jimmy yes. Tell, ma- yeah, mainly Justin. He really put together the goat. Anyone, uh, you know, I know a lot of our listeners are from Virginia. Yes, Justin, not, yes. Justin, Justin's rocking yes. the goat hat. Great hat. Um, Justin, um, imagine this thing out of, out of thin air in 2020. Started up the goat tournament. It's an incredible weekend. He puts an insane amount of work into it and he has a lot of help. Um, but he, it's really, you know, his baby and he's done an awesome job with it. So thank you, Justin, maybe a little golf clap for that. A little golf clap for Justin. All right. You guys want to move on to the U S open? It's U S open week. I do. And I also, uh, and obviously I know Dustin's got some inside, you know, whatever with the caddies and stuff, but, um, golf course wise, uh, very, I mean, honestly, like what I've seen from the golf course is a very interesting layout compared to a lot of what the U.S. Opens have been in the past. Lots of blind shots, lots of sort of elevated, you know, stuff like that. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting U.S. Open, not like some stuff we've seen in years past. So I'm very excited to watch this uh, this coming week. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah, the layout, they have all these rock outcroppings that you see um, and, you know, and reading a little bit more about the course and the and the. Uh, building of the course, you know, a lot of that's those big natural formations are just because they literally didn't have the mach- machinery and the wherewithal to move them. So they just had to sort of build the course around and and, and take what the land gave them. And um, everybody knows that the course has an incredible history. Um, you know, 1913, Francis, we met, um, you know, the greatest game ever played movie, obviously based on oh. that. Which is and, hilarious uh, because the golf course they played in the movie looks absolutely nothing like like yeah the country club like at all i mean it looks nothing like it which is i think it's kind of funny yeah um I know Julius, they, they, they had then they had they really haven't had um you know that many they've had a lot of usga championships but us opens have been very far few and far between the next one wasn't until 63 julius boros beat arnie in a playoff then we had another playoff in 88 curtis strange beat Nick Faldo. And don't let me forget, I have a great story about that 88 Nick Faldo, Curtis Strange playoff. Um, then, of course, we had the Ryder Cup, which doesn't, you have to be on this same page as me. I was 14 years old. I'm sure you were 13, 14 as well. Um, that was maybe, I mean, that stands out in my mind as one of the coolest sports watching experiences of my life, certainly of my childhood at 14 years old, watching the comeback on Sunday at Brookline. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So we really we haven't had a US Open. We had Maddie Fitzpatrick last, once. Well, just to ask, was that the last one you guys won until the Europeans won like six in a row or five in a row or four in a row or whatever it was? I don't even know what you're saying. Well, I all I know is that uh there was there was a there was, there was one win and then there Europe, was Europe Europe had won three in a row, so they would have won four in a row. Um had had the the miracle not happened on that uh, Sunday. So. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's yeah. And then Dustin, just so you know, uh Tom's Tom's a European and an international fan. So he, I got he, it. I, he's I, I he's anti he's anti American is what it boils down to. Okay. No, no, no. I am. Okay, so this this man to my left, um, he has bred me to dislike everybody on the Europe, the American team because every no you have don't fucking give me that look. Uh, it's because every time the the Presidents Cup happens, I have to wear you know the green and gold every single day. Yeah, I've you, you know and and I and I and I respect it and if uh, and the the last Presidents Cup that happened at uh, Royal Melbourne, I cried truly cried. That last that last day when we when we lost the the in the singles because we had it and it just it just slipped through our fingers. But I respect the 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 Americans and they absolutely destroyed us last year in the in the uh, the Ryder Cup. So I hope you guys continue it and I will continue to root against you and I will be the villain of this podcast for the rest of my life. So that's fine. Just just as a side note, 
I think a top five gift for me of all time is the one where <laughs> Tiger beats answer on the final green. <laughs> right when he hits the putt, he goes. And then he just starts walking. He walked like eight <laughs> seconds after he cut, but they just make it. it so that it looks like he walked the second he hit it. Yes, I know. The it's like yeah. there was like an evolution of that gift where it just got sooner and sooner <laughs> to the point where it was just right after he hit the putt. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, so but speaking of the speaking of the Ryder Cup, uh, the Country Club is the only course to ever host in the US or uh in the UK it's the only course to ever host the Ryder Cup and the Walker Cup so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool. um but yeah we've and we rarely see it that's one of the things that adds to the mystique i think um you know the Ryder Cup was there in 99 we had the US Am there in 2013 which Matt Fitzpatrick won but obviously US Am doesn't bring you know a ton of eyeballs so a lot of people haven't seen it. the country club uh you know truly in action um, in a major championship or, or Ryder Cup scenario in over 20 years. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, I know, Jamie, you have uh, been fortunate enough to play there. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about your experiences there and what, what you think about the golf course. Yeah, it's an um, interesting golf course, to say the least. It's not my favorite. And for a U.S. Open um, – You guys use the word tricked up. This is what it is. It's an old tricked up golf course where you don't really know where you're going. And if you don't play it. Uh, guys that play it more than a few times yeah, are definitely going to play a, it. Yeah. In my experience, I've played, been lucky enough to play five times. And uh, I just learned the fifth time how to play the golf course. <laughs> so it, ta I mean, it takes some time. Yeah. It, yeah. It's one of those, uh, it, how do I describe it? It's not tricked up. It's just weird. So so would you say um, uh, certainly some blind shots with the outcroppings, but also would you say, I mean, I, I've read about how small the greens are. They're small and very firm. So you must, also, you must also really need to know what type of shot trajectory, what type of shot shape you need to go into each green. Yeah. When you drive off the tee, the greens are just these, you know, they're upside down saucers. Yeah. I mean, they, they fall off on yeah. every angle. Yeah. And, and if you're not yeah. in the right spot, it's kind of like, no, I'm making an Aussie. Uh, it's like going to Royal Melbourne. You can, we got the biggest fairways in the, in the world in Royal Melbourne. If you don't hit it the right side, you've got no chance of getting next to the flag. And that's kind of the same at the yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, so look for somebody that's played there in the past. Correct. To it kind of makes me wonder if Matt Fitzpatrick's name will uh, will come up in our little pick segment oh, well, here. I, I don't know. Believe me, I, Matt Fitzpatrick, okay. he won the USM there, and yeah. I already have a bet on him. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's already, uh, he's on my he, list. Yeah, 2013. And he plays those type of golf courses. They're very European. The European golf courses tend to be very flat. This is yeah, blind tee shots. I mean, it's, it's America's version of one of these Scottish links. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Blind yeah. tee shots you know, over the top. But it, it's not, it just, it's, I got, well, it's not my favorite golf course. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, got one, I got one more no, question. Just, uh, it sort of goes against each other. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it's, well, you want it to be one kind, but it's not, and it goes the other way. Yeah. That makes sense. All, all that being said, it should make that what you're saying, it should make for some, some good old fashioned U.S. Open carnage that we like to see. Um, I think it's going to, it's going to produce some, some really high scores for guys that really, yeah, aren't, I've already really said this sharp. on the podcast many, many times. The U.S. Open is my favorite event because I just get to watch people bitch and moan and get mad. <laughs> Correct. Just get angry and hit bad, hit good shots that ended up in a poor place. That, that's my favorite part because every single one of us has hit a great golf shot on a regular golf course and thought it was awesome. And then you'd be like, oh, fuck, I'm 55 feet long and left. And there's one thing I will say if the wind blows, under par will win the tournament. It's over par. Yeah, under par. Under par will win the, win the golf tournament if it blows. If the wind blows. Fair enough. Yeah, I heard. I heard one interesting thing about it. Um, uh, it's been kind of up there. Jamie is listed as like the stuffiest club in America. Did you have that experience? Would you say it's a very stuffy kind of uppity club? I, well, I was you know with my dad, so I, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, he he, he was with the most respected yeah. fucking golfer in, <laughs> in the country. So I don't I don't think that he had that. stuffy clubs. Didn't didn't have any issues. Yeah. No, it was Augusta. Augusta was. Oh yeah, stuffiest yeah, yeah. club. Yeah. And we've already we've already talked about that to nauseum, yeah. so we don't need to do that again. We've ad- we've addressed that. Stuff your Augusta members. <laughs> I don't think we're big um, any Augusta members no. be listening to our podcast yet, but hopefully we'll get there. <laughs> I want to go over a couple just quick bullet points here and, and a story about the, the Faldo Curtis strange uh, playoff. And then I want to hear y'all's picks. So uh, just real quick, I wanted to uh, mention, did you guys see on the internet how um, Kevin Na and Grayson Murray's locker rooms lined up next to each other? I did see that. <laughs> Which I love. That's amazing. That's totally the PGA looking at the at at social media, yeah. knowing that like those guys have. A well, first bit. of all, you're talking USGA versus PGA Tour, but yeah. also that's the USGA. Um, it's, there, it's it's alphabetical. Murray, then not. It's just an alphabetical situation. Well, yes, but I also think there's some. I mean, if you tell me that there's not some bullshit going on with like, the USGA says. Okay, I'm gonna look at Twitter and see that they've both been going back and forth with each other, and they—I don't know. I know it's alphabetical, but come on, it's I just a coincidence. It's, it's alphabetical, it be, but it's—but it's pretty. Great. If they—if they paired them together, that'd be another thing. Then we could have that conversation. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> either way, either way, I think it's—it's it's absolutely hilarious that they're—they're uh, going to be next to each other. Then also, um, just a quick shout out. I know our boy. Uh, you know, our sticks, sticks golf friend of the program, Brandon Matthews qualified. So good luck to him this week. He also got a lot of love on social media this week for locking up his tour card for next year. After so hopefully he he'll a be in a, and then chipped it in for Eagle. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be in a good frame of mind to, uh, I've got know, him positive. for a top 40. Oh, there you go. Okay, sweet. I've got him for a top 40. And then just a interesting storyline to watch out for. You know, I think it's super interesting that all these live, live golf tour, uh, guys are going to be over there playing, you know, right in the middle of all this controversy and all this heat. So, um, you know, DJ and, and all the Europeans and Phil, and they're all going to be there. They're just going to be there after a week in London with Liv. So um, could be some interesting interactions and uh, pairings and things of that nature. Especially after some comments of Rory on uh, AT&T this last week. The, hey, I won 21. Guess what? Somebody won 20. Canadian Open. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, but I want I want I really want to know what Dustin has to think about these picks this week. I I'm very interested to see. see I got I got a, I got a quick I got a quick story real quick. Yeah, you, about. yeah you got it. Okay, so if if y'all don't know this, I, I've known this man for for many years. Curtis Strange uh, has a twin brother, Alan Strange, and they're oh God, absolute. What's that? I have an amazing story about this. Okay. Well, they, they, they're they an absolute spitting image. Not only do they look the exact same, they they, um, they talk the exact same. I've, I've caddied for for Alan many times, and um, he's a, he's a great guy. And it's just it's hilarious when you're talking to him because it's it's trippy because you because you hear you've he- heard and seen Curtis forever, whether that was you watched him during his playing days or, or commentating. But um, so uh, I'm just gonna read the story verbatim, uh, or, or actually I'll just summarize it. So. Alan Strange uh, wanted to go see his brother. They flew up on Sunday night. Uh, if you remember, the U.S. Open used to be an 18-hole playoff on Monday, right? So uh, Curtis makes it into a playoff with, with Nick Faldo. Alan gets up there uh, Sunday night, and they head out to the course on Monday. Only problem was he and his uncle show up, and they don't have tickets. And they haven't been able – they haven't touched base with Curtis. They don't have tickets, so they just show up to the U.S. Open on Monday with no tickets. Um, and they were trying to figure out what to do. And Alan was like, actually, uh, I got an idea. So, um, they just drive up to the gate, uh, to the main, to the player's gate. And he just like rolls down the window and they're like, Curtis, how's it going, man? Come on right in. Kick some ass today. <laughs> That's amazing. So, the, no. you know, um, so, um, security is that, you know, the story I read that they mentioned, you know, security was obviously a lot looser, uh, back then might not be able to get away with something like that today, but, Another funny story was a bunch of fans uh, were um, noticing that Curtis, quote unquote, it was actually Alan, was, uh, you know, kind of milling around the clubhouse and, and drinking beers before the round. They're like, wow, is this really how he gets ready for the final round or for the for the playoff of the U.S. Open? Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. And um, 
they uh they ended up um not even he, he, Alan said you know after the round it was such a whirlwind for Curtis they didn't even get to uh, to meet up so all that happened and Curtis didn't find out about it till the next day when they finally talked on the phone but I thought that was pretty great well before I tell my story I need Jamie to tell a story about him and Curtis in a specific locker room okay yeah so this this will this will be good i i yeah this is great no uh curtis was a bit of a um <laughs> he was arrogant let's put that yeah way. yeah and we're in the locker room at um I can't remember the tournament i think doesn't it was, matter yeah anyway so he was giving a lot of crap to uh the shoe shine guy who you leave your shoes and all that and um I said, mate, you're being a bit rude to that fella. And he goes, well, who the fuck are you? Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. That's fine. You can see loud. Yeah. And he goes, I said, well, I'm playing in the tournament as well. I said, well, have some respect for, you know, people that work for us. And he said, why don't you just go fuck yourself? So <laughs> I grabbed him by the shoulder and I shoved him in the locker room. Into the shoved locker. him in a locker? In a locker. And I said, don't ever do that to people. And I walked away. That was... And that was the last time that, that Curtis and Jamie had ever seen each other. Yeah. And so then about four years ago, I... Caves Cup. Uh, Caves Valley. Caves Valley. Caves Valley. And, uh, and so a couple of years ago, I am having dinner with my entire family, my stepdad, my mom, like all of our you know siblings, whatever. And we're having dinner at the Cavalier, the, the, hunt, the hunt room, um, which is a very, very nice, you know, restaurant, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting there and I've had a couple as I do. And, uh, and I look over, I'm like, Oh my God, that's Curtis strange. And my mom who knows Alan very, very well, because Alan and my dad have been friends for a long time. So I walk over there and I say, Alan, it's really nice to meet you. Like my name is Tom Crow. I'm Jamie Crow's son. He goes, actually, I'm Curtis. (laughs) I, and, and I might be the only person that's ever mistaken curtis strange for alan strange ever in like yeah world like i might be the only person ever so yeah. he to me goes i'm curtis and i go oh my god i'm <laughs> so fucking sorry and and he's had god knows how many so then he walks over to the table you know comes over like we have a great time blah 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 and he tells me he goes tell jamie to go fuck himself next time i see him <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was so beautiful because he was so gracious about it because he was like, that's the greatest thing ever. The fact that you mistook me for yeah. who he never gets mistaken for ever. God damn it. That's a what is that? I don't know. Amber alert, maybe. Is that your phone? Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm no. glad it wasn't me or Dustin. Yeah, but no. So whatever weather, whatever I, weather stuff you got going on. I think that's the fucking most hilarious no, of all time is because I literally went up to a two-time U.S. Open champion and was like, "Hey, I think you're your brother," and you're just right. Like, oh. And you're <laughs> right. Alan, his whole life has gotten you know people thinking he was Curtis. It, yeah, that may be one of the only times that the role reversal. The only time, and I, there was a lot more to that story, but I won't. Uh, Alan again, please give him my best. He's great, right? Yeah, we oh, will. Best. Yeah. So he's best. That's he's the best. funny thing. That's that's the interesting thing. Um, he's, he's the absolute best. Al, Alan's well, great, but I've certainly heard a few uh, not so positive stories about Curtis. But that takes the cake. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, so let's let's get, let's get into the picks. Tournament. Let's get off. Okay, yeah. Golf tournament. Um. Yeah. So let's go. So uh, I I'll just give a really quick like rundown of kind of how I go about it. So um, go all in units. You know, one unit can be whatever you want it to be. A dollar, thousand dollars, you know, whatever, whatever you want. So whatever you're betting. Um, yeah, I'll give I'll give units sort of at you know per bet, and then and then the uh, audience can decide whatever they yeah want to wager. Love um, but just uh, I I'll use you know if you if you're a golf Twitter fan at all, you can find anybody that is giving out picks, DraftKings, six man lineups, all that kind of stuff. Um, guys that are basically super analytical, use all the analytics to make their bets. 
guys that are do really well kind of based on gut or, you know, past performance uh, within the last couple of weeks, whatever it is. Um, so I kind of try to just try to read as much as I can blend in and uh, make my picks. So I am up units this year so far, uh, quite a few. Don't want to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I guess that's why I'm here. I convinced that's you why you're here. Hey, I, you know, if you guys, if you guys can start giving your audience some winners, let's go. So, um, I know. So, I anyway, so to... looking at this, uh, looking at the event, um, definitely small greens was my biggest thing. Uh, approach to the green, tee to green. I really wanted to focus on those strokes gained. Um, and those sort of two categories. Obviously, Rory's the favorite. I think he's 10 to 1, 11 to 1, right in there to win. And it's a no brainer. I mean, he's played so well since the Masters. Uh, just looking, he's finished, he finished second at the Masters, then fifth, eighth at the PGA, uh, 18th at Memorial, and then obviously won last week. So, you know, any money on Rory, I think uh, uh, my bet on Rory's top 10, he's plus 120. Um, and I've got two units there. So better than even odds to finish top 10. The guy's playing incredible. I, I could totally see him winning, finishing top 10 feels like a pretty comfortable. And, the, and so. the thing about that is, right, he has the, the uncanny ability to backdoor a top 10. So even if he doesn't get off to the best start, he's the he's, greatest he's time, top 10 in the time, time yeah. and time again, we've seen him, you know, come from 40th, 30th, you know, on Saturday morning to, to sixth or seventh. <laughs> Totally. He, he's number one strokes gain total. He went from three to one after the win last week. He's number one tee to green strokes gained. I mean, it's he's he's playing fantastic golf. So can't go wrong betting Rory this week, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, that's not that's not thinking outside the box, really. But uh, anyway, so right. let's go. So next. So I'm a big I, I like I really like to bet made and missed cuts that that hasn't come out yet. FanDuel or DraftKings, they, all the one, all, all the golf bets will mainly come out Tuesday morning. So in the future, I may have to record on Tuesday, but anyway, yeah. um, we'll just kind of stick with kind of top 10, 20, 40 yeah. for now. Um, Cam Smith and Matt Fitzpatrick for top 20. Um, they're both even odds plus 100. Cam Smith, I love his game. So crafty. This place just feels like you need that. You're going to miss greens. You're going to have to make eight footers for par. You're going to have to hit some crazy little wedges, nippers, whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so top 20, even odds feels really good for him. He's uh, uh, and then also he's third gain or third and strokes gained approach, um, which is a really good stat for this week. So with that short game, plus his really good iron play. I, I really like that bet. And Fitzpatrick, honestly, he won here in 2013. He's got great vibes. He knows the course. We talked about that earlier, right? Not not many guys playing have been around and sort of know where to go. So um, those two guys I, I really like, and I don't think you could go wrong. Um, deeper that. down the line. Love more those top, bets. Yeah, top Love 40 that. bets. Um, I really like Hov- Hovland is minus 125 uh, top 40. He won last week in Dubai ball striking can't, you know, just, I think he could, I think he could ball strike his way easily into the top 40. Yeah. I think, I think that that, by the way, that win was completely overshadowed by the live going this week. And then I didn't even know he won. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's completely was, overshadowed. There was too I, much else going on. I, I completely think that that's a great bet. I'm all on that with you. I just think that the, like the European tour at this point is now getting somewhat overshadowed by the live and, and I hope that that doesn't continue to happen because the, the European tour guys have a lot to give. And, you know, I don't know. That's just that's just my take. No, for sure. And, you know, I've actually got highlighted right at the top of my page. I'm fading the live guys this week. I just, you know, I, I know I just gave Hovland out and he's coming back overseas. But that flight back from London, it's got it had to have been a crazy week. The media, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, hey. Up there in the Northeast, you know how those fans will be on Saturday and Sunday. That's, you know, it. I just don't feel comfortable betting those guys. I mean, they could be really heckled and have, yeah. a, have a rough go. So I didn't um, think about that. That could be some great when the made miss cuts things come out. That could be some good ones to take miss cuts sure, on those guys. Sure. I'll, they got, I'll, I'll definitely be betting some miss cuts for the uh, live guys. Like Oosthuizen has pretty good odds. And I could totally. Nicholson. You know, Nicholson for sure. Yeah. So um, he's on, he's on my, he's on my draft, my draft board. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
So yeah, so Hovland top 40 about even odds. That feels pretty good. Um, Max Homa uh, is another top 40 that I really like. Really good ball striker in the top 10 and strokes gained approach. Um, and what are his odds at, at, for a top 40? Uh, top 40 home is minus 130. So not okay. quite even, but right around there, you know, yeah. uh, bet, bet 130 to win 100. So pretty close. I, I, I like the, I really, I tend to stick around the sort of the even odds unless you're betting winners and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. um, all right. One last guy that I really like Sam Burns. Uh, yeah. Fourth, gain, fourth strokes gained approach, fourth overall strokes gained you know we've won i i just love his golf so he seems like he doesn't get rattled he'll he'll just be a, a rock all week so um for him to be right around the lead would not surprise me at all yeah um, so any top 10 top 20 top whatever you want to do for sam burns i think i think he'll certainly be in contention um and then yeah so last thing i was just looking at like the u.s open winners since 2015 um, and, and like, you feel like you always have the guy, right. First round or second round they're leading. I think like Richard Bland was leading after two rounds last year, Tory yep. Pine, like those guys never end up winning. Right. Like if you're right. really looking for the cream of the crop feels like the U S open brings that out. Right. So since 2015, the winners have been Spieth, Dustin Johnson, Kepka twice, Gary Woodland, DeChambeau and Rom. Like and Gary Woodland's really the only one that's the outlier. And and, and, but he was probably even at the yeah, time right. a top 30 player in the world. Correct. Right. So Correct. You know, exactly right. the winner is probably going to be a top 20, top 10 player in the world. Yeah. So um, for, for these kind of events, you know, no one really knowing the course, go with the talent, go with the top 10, top 20 players in the world. And uh, I think, I think you'd be just fine. Quick. So that's kind of where I'll but, sort of make my bets Tuesday and Wednesday. Those are great. Those are great. I love that. Thanks for the input. I'm curious, um, yeah. the two major winners for this year, Scotty and JT, any positive or negative feelings towards either? Would you be betting against or, or for either for a, for a, for a good finish? Uh, you know, not really. I don't have either one of them mm -hmm. sort of written down, but like I said, those top 10, top 20 players in the world, you really can't, if you like them, go for it. I mean, there's no doubt if, if either one of them won or finished up, that's not surprising at all. Right. Yeah. So, but their odds might be a little inflated because they're yeah, on everybody's so, radar. Yeah. yeah, I don't think the value's quite there as maybe right. a guy like Cam Smith or Sam Burns or somebody like that. Um, Got just it. Because they're they're a top three, five favorite to win the golf tournament. So, um, so I'm I'm very interested to see what you have to think of my picks because okay, let's hear it. Because I am a I'm a constant loser. <laughs> I, I i love to just waste a hundred bucks like <laughs> I, yeah I'm, yeah 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 well we're all losers um, that's why that's why dg's here gross is gonna help us turn i'm gonna turn you around. around hey today's your day we're turning today, it around today's the day we turn it around dustin this is the day we turn it around but uh for winter picks i have Colin workout i just think that like a guy that hits so many fairways so many greens i just i i hate to bet against him so i've got one unit on on colin what's, i've got a unit on what, what are his odds because he hasn't have, been playing that great has he that's kind of why i bet him because he's got great odds this week mm -hmm. a guy that hits the ball that good i just i feel like you can't not bet him so i, I went call mark one unit to win uh i'm not gonna say what is the payout because that would give away my units um uh wills out Torres, i also have a win a, a winner unit i i'm Back on this podcast, I am very much a. I think he'll ball strike his way to a win in a major somewhat soon. I don't. I know he puts like he's will can't make a four footers Altoris. So, well, I was just I, I have him written down. He's number one strokes gained approach. You know, into the green and like I think that's the biggest stat this week. Um, that's a great any anything you can play with will in a parlay or whatever it is, go for it because exactly he, I, he will do he will do very well. Um, and my last winner play, or no, my two, last two winner plays are Joaquin Neiman. I just, I love Joaquin Neiman. I don't know why. I just, every once in a while, he just, he just shows up at the top of the leaderboard so many times. And what he did at Torrey this year just makes me feel like if he gets hot, that really nobody can catch him. Kind of just like a Torrey. I know at Riv. At Riv. At I think Riv. That's right. Riv. Riv. My, my, my bad. Riv. Um, so I got Joaquin Neiman there and then I got Kim Smith. Um, yeah. Just. 
kind of piggybacking on what you said. I love his game. Love the way he chips the golf ball. And also he's one of the guys that doesn't chip the golf ball in like the exact, like perfect way. I would say like, if you look at like the modern day of chipping around the greens, like he's not exactly like the picture perfect modern day chipper, but he just gets it done. He just, he has his own way of doing it. And I, I kind of respect that. Uh, I I agree. Yeah. I was just going to say his, his hands and stuff around the green, like that after hitting it in the water on 18 at the players and to be able to hit that little 50 yard kind of nip. That was the grossest. That's in my top five golf shots of the year on the PGA. Yeah. So no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I know it was a 50 yard golf shot, but that's my top five, you know, PGA tour. No, with that pressure and everything, a guy like that's going to do really well this week. And then the other one, I I got Phil missing the cut. Love it. I just, I just. What are the odds on that? Or they haven't, they haven't come out yet. I haven't uh, seen that yet. I. So here's, here's the problem. Even money. It's well, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty close to even money. I'm looking yeah. at my, my book right now. Again, I had to place all these bets three weeks ago because I just got out to Jackson Hole a couple weeks ago. So, you okay. know, I, I did, I had to throw all these bets out a long time ago because I'm in Wyoming. We're not technically allowed to bet on DraftKings. <laughs> blah blah. Um, and then I have Mathis Patrick top twenty. Yeah. Which, no, those are all good, man. Yeah, Dustin I, had, like Dustin I didn't had have a more power, but like yeah. great iron player, you know, can come out of nowhere and win. Rosie, you got any, yeah. you got any major takes on this uh, this week? I did no research. I just took it all in and uh, I'll be definitely utilizing Dustin's advice. Probably not your advice. No offense, Tom. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but, but hey, y'all both said top 20. You like the top 20 bet on Fitzpatrick, if I remember correctly. So Correct. I'll, I'll ride that one for sure. Dad, you got any? Yeah. Makes sense to me. Abraham Ansa. Hmm. I like it. Nobody talks about him. He always finishes in the top 20 for everything he plays in. And he drives it straight. And um, anyway. And Brookline, from what I understand, it's yeah. not a bomber's paradise. No, it's it's no. very much a kind of a, a position golf course where you just kind of like hit it one yeah. spot, hit it another spot. So I do like that pick a lot. Yeah. I might have to I do think I have to text some y'all's play some bets for me. Y'all's picks reflected this, but I don't think bomb and gouge is gonna work here. It, if you see some of the clips that have gone viral, the greens look so incredibly firm and and like Jamie alluded to, you know, the and and you did Tom, the, the sort of turtle back effect. Um I, I don't think I don't care if you're ninety or hundred yards out. If you're coming out of that deep rough, it's gonna be really hard to get it close to the hole. You're gonna be have to be playing from the fairway. So Right. Um, yeah, I, I like I like where you guys are headed. As a U.S. Open should be, right? You should have to yeah. play from the fairway to win. Like I said, I, I, I'm so excited to watch the boys suffer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to watch the boys suffer. I cannot wait. It's my favorite event of the entire year. Watch everybody make a billion bogeys, and whoever makes the least amount of bogeys is probably going to win. Love it. All right. I think that's it, boys. Enjoyed it. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, of course. And I for, can't yeah. wait to have you on in the future. I'm really excited that you're have agreed to come on and help the boys out. So I appreciate it. See you guys. Absolutely. Cheers. Man. See you, Jamie. Anytime. Uh-huh.